0: That's NOom.com, And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.
1: A minister has a bizarre way to pass on God's blessings. If you were driving down the road and saw a sexy woman, would you try to hug her? That's the story. That's a whole story. And then we take a look at the story of the faceless. Is there any truth to an old Native American legend about a man who was so vain he lost his face? And does it have terrifying implications for us all today on Dead Rabbit Radio? Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. Hope you guys are having a great day, too. I hope you guys had an awesome weekend. This whole week, I'm going to tell you the most depressing, dark stories. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Last week, we did cursed episodes. I hope you guys are still around. I'll check my download numbers to see how many of you guys got possessed by demons and are now listening to other podcasts other than mine. That's what the demons want. You have to listen to my podcast. No, I've decided to take a bit of a break from the super depressing stuff. Thanks for indulging me last week. Speaking of indulging me, weird segue, coming into Dead Rabbit Command, pushing in a giant hot fudge sundae that we're all gonna eat, it's Mikey Radmaker, Mikey Radmaker, he's making a rad sundae for us right now, he has on an old like soda jerk costume, he's like hey everyone, he's scooping us out ice cream, Mikey you're gonna be our captain, our pilot this episode, and apparently also the person who serves us food. If you guys can't support the Patreon, or if you're lactose intolerant, that's fine, too. Just help spread the word about the show. Really, really helps out a lot. Mikey, oh, dude, I'm so hungry for ice cream right now. I'm so hungry for ice cream, but I'm eating it in my imagination. Mikey, let's go ahead and toss you the keys to the hair hang glider. We are going to leave behind Dead Rabbit. (laughs) His hands are all slippery from the ice cream. So, no! falling to his and all of our depths, because he's our pilot. Mikey, after you wash your hands and dry them, let's get you in the hair hang glider. We're leaving behind Dead Rabbit Command. We are headed out to South Africa. Now, I have to say this. I put this call out on my Twitter feed and I put it out on uh, YouTube. Somebody may have recommended this story to me. I'm pretty sure somebody did. I don't remember who. I keep track of all my correspondence, but I get recommendations through Facebook, through Gmail, through the Patreon email, through YouTube, through Twitter, through Instagram, and I checked all the stuff. I couldn't find out who sent this to me. So if you recommended this story to me, I will make amends to you. I'll I'll be able to prove as well. You can't just say that you did it. I'll be able to go through my documents, but I'm I'm pretty sure someone recommended this story to me. I don't think I would have stumbled across this one, but you recommended this story to me. We'll make amends. Don't worry. I'll take care of you, but... I couldn't wait on it anymore because when I started asking people, hey, does anyone know who recommended this? Everyone's like, no, just tell me the story. That sounds super interesting. We're in Guyani. That's in the state of Limpopo in South Africa. So the hair hang glider, expertly piloted by Mikey, lands us in Guyani. We're actually landing right in front of sevenfold Holy Spirit ministries. It's a church, and the doors open up. We walk in and we see all these prisoners sitting there. And they're like, hallelujah, singing the songs, singing the songs of praise. And it's like this whole musical number. They're all choreographed. They have this special thing going on. Mikey knows all the dance moves. We're like, what? We didn't know you were part of the story. But that's not the whole dance move, whole choreographed dance routine. That's not why we're here. As entertaining as it is. At the very front of the church, we see a man laying on his back. And everyone's like, give me the praise, give me the praise, give me the praise. Do, 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 do. And we see, walk out onto stage, whatever the that part of the church is called. It's not like I was raised in the church or anything. We meet Pastor Christ Penelope. And he's like, doo, doo. He's like shooting fireworks out of his fingertips. And there's a man just laying there on the ground. And Pastor Christ Penelope is kind of doing a little dance. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know why I've turned it into that Steve Martin movie. A leap of faith. I don't know why it turned it into like a revival movement. It could just be super solemn. The point is, is that Pastor Christ Penelope, I don't know why I'm trying to make it so exciting. The story itself is so bizarre. It doesn't need all this razzmatazz. There's a guy laying on his back at the very front of the church. And Pastor Christ, everyone's sitting down now. They're all quiet. Pastor Christ Penelope comes out and he goes, I'm going to bless this man. This man is in need. This man is in need of some miracles. And Pastor Christ Penelope starts to squat and he gets down, gets those quads working, gets those thighs working. And he sits down and we're like, what in the world? And I'm like, wait for it, wait for it. And he keeps getting lower and his butt is getting closer and closer to this dude's head. Specifically, we're actually seeing a lineup. It's almost like we can gauge it from where we're at. The anus of the minister is starting to line up perfectly with the man's mouth. It's like playing one of those crane games. And right when he... Yep. Yep. Locks in. Now, instead of winning like a plush prize, we all of a sudden hear a... This is a real story, by the way. (laughs) This isn't something I made up. He farts right in the dude's mouth. And everyone's Yeah! Woohoo! Yeah! 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 Everyone's clapping and celebrating the fact, this is not a one-off occasion, Pastor Christ Penelope believes that his farts are holy. There are photos of this, by the way. I don't have to keep saying that a lot of times. There are photos of this. There are photos of Pastor Christ Penelope looking right at the camera. It's not like a candid photo. It's not some weird thing he's doing in the back. He's looking right at the camera. There's a man laying on the floor, and he's just sitting on his face. There is a wait period to get farted on there's so many people who want this that you have to sign a list and if like let's say you're like you're like oh i'm dying i only have two months to live he's like well three month waiting list people who are sick i think get to the front of the line but business local business leaders people who are starting their own businesses people who are bidding on contracts they will have to wait up to two months Before this man will fart in their mouth. It has to be this I mean, you could probably pay someone on the street to do that, right? Some people would probably do it for free. But this man, his farts are blessed. They're holy. And some people will bring stuff with them that he can also fart on. There is a division in the church, though. Because you have people who love it. They go, listen, when he farts on it, you don't even smell it. It's like magical. And then the other people go, I don't care whether or not you smell it. It's still gas being expelled, body temperature gas being expelled from the orifice of one man onto me. Whether or not I smell it, it's disgusting. It'd be the same thing if someone just came up and breathed right in my face. And they're like, but he doesn't have bad breath. (laughs) That doesn't matter. It's still gross. The church is divided. Some people think this is a blessing. Other people go, I think I'm going to have to find another church. You know, I I don't have a high list of qualifications for my next minister. I only have one question. Do you fart on people? And because of this article that someone may or may not have recommended me, which is the true mystery, really, not whether or not this man's farts are holy. I think we know the answer to that. They are. But who recommended this story to me? But this story did (laughs) did give me this amazing quote. There was a news article for the Daily sun.co.za and has the great quote where there was a parishioner being like, nope, nope, uh uh-uh. This is the quote quote that's not what i signed up for i needed prayers not fart i don't think in that woman's entire existence she would ever have had to say that sentence out loud i definitely thought that i would never read it but i love it It's so funny because in one of the interviews he keeps going go to my facebook page everything is explained on my facebook page go to my facebook page i went to his facebook page it wasn't funny I expected it to have a bunch of jokes. I don't know actually why I, he has a little little green he has little green cartoon gas clouds floating around his head. I didn't mean jokes, but I thought it would have like more fun material. No, it's just about like you know human suffering and people praying and things like that, which I'm down with, not the human suffering thing, but I get the power of prayer. I think that's important. the power of mindfulness and connecting to the other and all that stuff. I get that I do have to say this. It's possible, right? Like, in a world where Bigfoot and aliens and ghosts and all that stuff exist, in a world where the CIA, like, tests whether or not people can do remote viewing, and Russia is trying to figure out the secrets to telepathy and the men who stare at goats and all that stuff, and people having bizarre powers, it's possible out of 7 billion people plus, more than that, through the course of human history, one of us has magical farts. Like <laughs> <It's> just <laughs> on a long enough timeline... It's going to work. One of us has blessed farts. It's no more ridiculous than a psychic. If you just look at the plain facts of it, it's no more ridiculous than saying, I can communicate to your loved ones by the rap, rap, rap on my table. It really isn't. It really isn't. If in the 1860s, two sisters in their house realized that they could communicate with the dead through farting, back then and there was a whole spiritualism movement involving farting and now here we are in the year 2021 and this guy in south africa goes oh it's so weird i can bless you by asking god and then i hear a rapping on the table people would be like well that's stupid everyone knows everyone knows the paranormal communicates through farts so it's i don't think so i don't i don't think, i think this guy just likes farting on people but to be fair i could be wrong He could be a mutant. He could be blessed by, not necessarily a mutant, but he could also be divinely blessed by God. Who knows? Um, (laughs) I'm leaning towards neither of those. I'm leaning to him just farting on people. Mikey, let's go ahead and hop in the Carpenter Caboose. We're taking a train out of Fartsville, South Africa, and that's how it's going to be officially named now. Dude, wouldn't it suck to go to that church and to have built that church with your own bare hands? And helped establish that. Some <laughs> dude comes in and starts farting everywhere, and that's how it'll be known. Mikey, let's get in the carpenter caboose. We are leaving behind South Africa. We are headed out to Brazil. Chugga 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 chugga, chugga. There's a secret tunnel that takes us all the way from South Africa to Brazil. It's just <laughs> those two countries are linked. None other. The rest of the time we have to take a boat. Specifically, Mikey, I want you to take us to Campos Gerais. Sorry, it's not even close to how you pronounce it. I don't even think there's any word that's pronounced like that. It's almost like I got jaw in the middle of saying that. Campos Jirais in Brazil. Chugga, 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 chugga. We're all jumping off the Carpenter Caboose. The year is 1983. We don't have a specific date, which is odd because we have a bunch of other specific information for this story. But the year is 1983. It is 830 at night and we're walking down the street and we see a man named Joaquin Antonio Luis riding his bike ahead of us, <notoriously��ing> riding his bike. Cu- There's the sound of the card, the little baseball card in the spokes. He kind of rounds this curve and that's when he sees a woman standing on the side of the road. 8.30 isn't that late. Like, it's kind of dark depending on what month it is, but it's not super late. Like, if you just saw someone standing on the street corner at 8.30, it wouldn't be... Well, it's not the street corner. It's in the middle of nowhere in this rural area. He's a farmer. So maybe it would just be weird to see anyone out around that time or in that area. But he sees this woman, and he immediately goes, Big Bad Wolf from the Looney Tune cartoons his eyeballs are all he has a medical condition he was on his way to the hospital he's like oh i better get these eyeball things checked out and the fact that i keep making sounds like foghorns i gotta get this checked out he turns the corner he sees the girl eyes she is thick as the kids would say these days she has a voluptuous body a tight skirt big plump juicy legs You're like, podcast has this become a good one what this podcast is There's this is a sexy curvy woman standing by the side of the road wearing a short dress and a blouse and she has a light blue belt tilted slightly to the left so he jumps off the bike and he starts approaching this woman and she's just standing there it's eight thirty at night he walks up to her he feels compelled to go towards her now she's a very attractive woman very very attractive woman sounds attractive right belt tilted to the left that's all i need that's really all i need he's walking towards her he feels compelled he wants to get to know her he wants to talk to her figure out you know do i like you do you like me but you guys heard the intro he just really wants to hug her he doesn't know why but he really wants to hug her total violation of social norms but Joaquin's not thinking he's just drawn towards this woman he stretches his arms out and he goes to wrap them around this plump lady and then all of a sudden she jumps away now not like she just kind of like not like she just kind of jumps a couple of feet back and she goes uh-uh she goes from being right in front of him to being five hundred meters away which is actually one fourth of a mile that sounds more dramatic I don't, I don't know how big a meter is And then she jumped again Whew. and became a little, a little dot in the sky. Ding! I don't know if it made the animated noise, a little sparkle. He actually gets completely terrified by this. He never expected it. No one would expect this. Woo! She jumps away. He actually got on his bicycle, rode home, and went to sleep. I don't know how you would sleep after that either. <laughs> I'd be afraid she'd come and jump on my house. For me trying to assault her. That story was reported in the Revista Brasileira de Ufologia. Which my Portuguese isn't that great. But I'm pretty sure that's the revised Brazilian UFOology book. Or something like that. I got it from ThinkAboutItDocs.com. They got it from them. It's an interesting story for a couple reasons. One, we've seen stories where people feel compelled to go towards... Cryptids and aliens. It's almost like a hypnotic thing. They're kind of swayed into something. He may have been under some sort of mind control. She could have just been super sexy, and he's like, "I want to get to know her." And as he's walking towards her, then he's just like, "I'm just going to grab her." Which don't do that part. <laughs> don't do that part. Right now, when how much you like someone, don't just try to hug them on the first meeting. I, that's I don't get that. I don't get that. I know people like to hug the first time they meet people. It's that's always weird to me especially at 8 30 at night <laughs> no you can do it at 7 p.m that's fine but you know like in the middle of nowhere it makes it even weirder he doesn't know this woman at all she, she he's just walking up to hug her story's bizarre and then her jumping <laughs> actually that's the most bizarre part i'm not like oh yeah and then by the way she also did an inhuman feat so cryptid alien i think alien because she's like had the belt belts I mean, a lot of humans wear belts. I'm not saying there's 7 billion aliens on the planet, but a lot of times we see... I don't think of many cryptids who have belts on. But there's a lot of sexy cryptids, too. So that's kind of... It's an interesting story. I mean, it was reported by this UFOlogy Association, but alien? I'm leaning more towards alien than cryptid, but still, just a weird story all around. Moral of the story, don't hug people. Never hug, never hug anyone again. Just let your baby lay in the crib and go, uh-uh-uh, you might jump away. That's the first moral, and I think that's actually the only moral. I don't think there is a moral. He goes to hug a woman, she jumps away, he gets on his bike and rides home. Rides out of the fields of Campos Gerais, Brazil, And into the hearts and minds of all Dead Rabbit Radio listeners. And you know who else is a powerful jumper? You know who else is really good at jumping? Superman. March 18th on HBO Max. Batman and The Flash and Wonder Woman and uh, who's the other guy? Aquaman. Team up in a world without Superman. Who will prevent Darkseid from taking over the planet? They will. Watch Zack Snyder's Justice League. March 18th, only on HBO Max, rated R. That's <sighs> my Superman sound effect. You like, you like that high budget? I don't even remember the names of all the guys. Mikey's <laughs> He's just there. He's kind of just super embarrassed. He's like, seriously? This is the episode I'm on. You're reading a bad promo. Mikey, go ahead and call in that Carbiner Copter. We are leaving behind Campos Gerais, Brazil, and we are headed... Back to the United States. Specifically, we are headed out to Minnesota. And as we're headed back there, Mikey, hit that time travel button. We are leaving the present day, and we are headed back to ancient Minnesota. This is long before the European settlers came to America. This is long before it was called America. This is the time where the natives ruled the continent. We're going to land this carpenter copter, and we're walking around this frigid, cold field of Minnesota. We're walking around, and we see a village in the distance. It's getting dark. <laughs> Thanks for landing so far away. We see the flames of the village in the distance. We're walking towards them. Apparently, there is a story among the Lakota Nation. Of a man known as the Faceless One. He's basically a boogeyman that you would tell your children about to keep them in line. Don't go out after dark or the Faceless Man will get you, Grandpa says. Take out the garbage, or the faceless man will get you. But Grandpa, it's dark outside. Take out the garbage. Take your chances. Faceless man's right there. Do your homework. They're yeah, like I get it. Let me guess. Faceless man's going to give me. Yes. Yes, you've learned well, young man. Here's the legend. There once was a member of a tribe who was the handsomest man in the land. We'll call him Barney. Barney is super good looking and he's so good looking that there are even women in other tribes who are like oh my god did you did you read did you read the newspaper today barney is so hot that was the headline of the newspaper the barney times it's publisher barney they're like oh my god he's so hot women from other tribes are wanting to get with barney and he he's just like kind of in the beginning he's like oh you know that's really cool i'm glad that i'm Blessed, some dude farted on my face when I was a baby. Next thing I know, I'm super hot. But as time went on, he wasn't so humble. He started to become very, very vain. And he's like, Yes, I am super hot, dude. I read the newspaper as well. I am super hot. And he starts to basically believe the hype. Women from other tribes are trying to get with him. Rivals don't like him. People in his own village don't like him at a certain point because he's such a jerk. He's so conceited. And there's this old medicine man working in the village he's making old medicine it doesn't work they just humor him the young medicine men are much better he's making medicine and barney is always like yo you suck he's just like yelling into the dude's house you suck and he's like man i'm just trying to make my medicine you suck dude your medicine sucks too he would constantly make fun of how old and ugly this guy was and the girls <laughs> apparently he's dating the crypt keeper The girls are just going along with it because, you know, they're in love with this dude. And the old medicine man's like, oh, I'm going to get that guy one day. If only I can move more than one mile a day, I'll chase him down. You suck. You're super ugly, dude. Barney rules. (laughs) The old medicine man's like, oh, man, this existence sucks. But he knows something. He knows medicine. And, And really implied he's like a witch. He's like a wizard, right? Like old medicine men, like shaman. Like, okay, let's take a break. Why is this guy picking on a man who has magical powers? Because it's not like he's like crushing up berries for people who have headaches. That's part of it. The other part of it is he's like going on vision quests and stuff like that. He's having vision quests where he's like beating up Barney. He's turning into a wolf and eating Barney. Why would you mess with a shaman? So this medicine man's like, okay... I'm done. I'm done with this. So, he, But he lets it go on for a while. I think he figures, you know, eventually Barney's going to mature or he's going to get killed in some raid. One of the two. But eventually he's just is done with it. So one day when Barney's walking through the village with all these girls and Barney's like, hey, what's up, old man? Oh, not you. Not you. You're going to die soon because you're super old. Medicine man goes, what? That doesn't even make sense. I mean, I'm up right now. But anyways, that doesn't matter. You're right, though. I will die eventually because that's how things happen. All things die. Old medicine man goes, listen, when I die, and I'm going to die soon. Yeah, you die soon. He's like, okay, I get it. you done, you done <laughs> heckling me about my death? I'm going to take your face with me. I'm going to die, and I'm going to take your face off. And the dude's like, what? That's stupid. That's super stupid. Like, that's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not like I don't believe in all sorts of spirits and curses and things like that. What you are saying will not happen. The old man's like, okay, we'll see. A couple weeks later... News passes through the village. The Barney new issue, the Barney Times, comes out. Old man dead. He was ugly as hell, says Barney. And Barney goes, oh, you know, that knew he was going to die. I made fun of him a lot that he was old and he was going to die. And and (laughs) my prediction came true. He's looking around for the next person, the next ugly person in the village to make fun of. He's like, I'll figure that out tomorrow. The next day when Barney wakes up. Hmm. Hmm. He has no mouth. He goes, he goes, okay, I feel like I have no mouth. Let me check for the nose. Is the nose? No, the nose isn't there. Wait a second. I remember having uh, two eyes. Do I have two eyes? No. His face is smooth. I don't know if he got ears, because technically that's not the face, but it's not like you'd be like, well, at least I have my ears. he has immediate problems like he can't communicate he can't breathe he can't eat he has a super smooth face he jumps up and he runs out of his house he's like and people go that is obviously some sort of demon right (laughs) that's obviously some sort of monster that man with no face and ears or not ears but they chase him out of the village Nobody can understand what he's saying. He leaves. They never see Barney again, but the people (laughs) of this village are very smart. They don't put two and two together. A faceless man runs out of Barney's house a day after he was cursed to lose his face. Everyone goes, I don't know. They put out one more issue of the Barney Times. Where is Barney? That's a collector's (laughs) issue if you still have a copy of it. And that was the end of Barney. But the faceless man supposedly is still out there and he waits in the darkness for you. He wants your face off. He wants to steal your face and wear it. Because if he doesn't have one, maybe he can have yours. Now that's a really interesting boogeyman legend. I came across it. I was reading this Reddit thread about Native American legends, Native American horror stories, and I found some really cool ones we're going to be covering. This was written by Skull Kid 00. Now, they said it was a Lakota legend. I actually l- tried verifying that this is true. Not that it's true. I'm not, like, typing in faceless. Man, did it, did it happen? I'm trying to find archives of the Barney Times. I was trying to find out if it was a real Lakota legend. I was able to find that other tribe has a legend about why corn husk dolls don't have faces. It was basically the same thing. That once one of the gods created a corn husk doll, and they put a face on it, and it was animated, and it walked from village to village. Everyone said how beautiful the doll was and it became super vain and eventually got punished by having its face removed. And that's why you make, when you make a corn husk doll now, you don't put a face on it because it's a punishment. It's basically like a, it's a punishment for you to have a doll with no face and have it be super spooky. But like I said in the intro, the implications for us today, I'm not, this is really interesting because when I read this story by Skull Kid 00, interesting boogeyman story. Has a moral to it. It would totally scare kids. Having your face ripped off. Is spooky Being, having like a f- totally flat face it's, with no features? is It's so inhuman. It's creepy. Tell that story a nine-year-old kid. They are going to take out the garbage. But then I thought about it a little bit longer. Let's put our conspiracy caps to wrap this episode up. This is really creepy. What if this is real? And not in the sense that the story of Barney is real. But the story of something out there taking our faces is real. You have it in Europe with the fae. You have it in Europe with them stealing the children and replacing them with the fae children. So we raise them and we think it's our own, the changelings. We discussed the story a couple weeks ago out of Morocco, where you had Jinn replacing human children with the Jinn children to to grow up in, in our world. And I, you have a ton of legends of shapeshifters and people assuming other people's shapes. You have the skinwalkers. You have them imitating people's voices. You have all these legends. Uh, you have a lot of them in America. And then you have others sprinkled out through the rest of the world. Let's, let's take a look at this. This is really kind of spooky. What if, conspiracy cap fully on, that when people go missing, truly go missing, and are found again, it's not them. Think about it this way. 600,000 people go missing in the United States each year. One, it would, and that number is true, but it's a little... It's a little off... It's a little lacking more information. 600,000 people go missing, but by the end of the year, only 85,000 of those cases are still active. That's a huge amount of people. But most people are found in very, very short order. of the 600,000 people, they're runaways. 0.8% of them are non-custodial parents taking children. 0.1% is what we think about when we think about a missing person. 0.1% is someone who is not related to the person taking them from one location to another. I don't know how many of those are found again, but out of the total of 600,000 people, by the end of the year, 85,000 people are still out there. The rest of the other 500,000 have returned home. What's really bizarre about this is that in the European Union, and it has double the population of the United States, 10,000 people go missing each year. Double the population, 10,000 people disappear each year. Who's to say they come home? they do on paper and they do in reality somebody runs away they're gone for 2 weeks and then they come back or they're picked up by the police or a fre- they go stay at a friend's house and the friend tells the parents hey we know where Judy is but in that time where they leave their home they are replaced the whole thing about the faceless man and boogeyman in general it's about enforcing rules don't go out late Don't, you know, like the joke about taking the garbage out. Boogeymen are that type of thing. Go to bed or the boogeyman's going to get you. It's all about enforcing rules. Running away is the ultimate rule break. You're leaving behind the social, psychological network that's built up at home and breaking all the rules by leaving and throwing away that command, throwing away those rules. You run away, you get on the bus, you get three blocks away, and you encounter something as you're... Turning down a dark alley. And you're found. A couple days later. You return home willingly. The police pick you up. Whatever. But it's something wearing. Their face. In that brief time where they're not. Around people who would. Know them. When they're interacting with strangers. That would be the time that some sort of supernatural force could learn. Could perfect the ins and outs of their body language. So by the time it does go back home, it blends in perfectly with who Judy was. And if we're talking about stranger abductions, if we're talking about people just being snatched off the street and never seen again, and and I'm even focusing on just the quote-unquote benign missing people, the people who run away. I'm not even focused on the people who get snatched out of their house. And then they're returned, and they're like, I don't know what happened. Some guy, he broke in, he was wearing a mask, he took me down there, and then there was an Amber Alert, and I get found. But what if these people aren't being found, but replacements of them? Doppelgangers. The real them is still out there somewhere. If they're alive at all. If something like the faceless man was stealing people's faces and wearing them, Now, there's only one of them, but who's to say that this legend is canon? Who's to say that this legend is not the story of just one, but a race of cryptids, a race of beings that steal your face and wear it and become you, and no one's the wiser? No one except for one group of people. I talked about them in episode 59 of the podcast and put it in the show notes. But in brief, these people have brain damage. These people have undergone trauma. These people suffer from something known as capgras delusion. It's the idea that they can look at someone that they've known their entire life and think they are a replacement, they're an android, they're a double, they're not the person that they knew them to be. The person they loved, their wife, their child has been removed somehow and they're looking at this double and as that person is being dragged off to the hospital i don't think they do that anymore i don't think the guys show up in the suits and they drag you off into the uh the funny wagon but according to daffy duck cartoons that's how they used to do it as they are being sent to a mental institution and they're screaming that's not my wife that's not my wife that's not my wife the wife is befuddled no one can figure it out. The authorities just figure he must suffer from capcross delusion. The wife may not even be aware of when she went missing when she was three for four hours. She was at the park with her family, and she walked into the brush, and they couldn't find her for hours and hours and hours, and the whole town panicked. And, oh, there she is. But it wasn't her. The real her disappeared into those bushes forever. And a perfect replica waddled out. To the point that she doesn't even know she's a doppelganger. That is all being said with Conspiracy Cap fully on. I'm taking a real-life medical condition and tying it into Native American myths. But it's still creepy to think that the United States has six times the amount of missing people than the entire European Union and half the population. It could be something about our culture. It could be something about the way we treat our youth that makes them want to run away, that thinks they have a better chance outside of their own home. Or it could be that this country is stalked by dark creatures. This land actually has entities that are not found on other places on the planet. This land has something in the darkness that's not just snatching kids out of houses. But it sometimes just whispers, through the breeze. You're
0: better off alone. Better off alone. Better off alone. You're better off alone. You, need you need to leave your house. 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 You're, you're your house. better off alone. you oh, better off alone. you better off alone.
1: Better off. You're, you're off, off, better off. And these whispers gather and grow in the minds of these young people, until they pack up, leave the house and step out of the safety of the light and into the unfamiliar darkness of the outside world. That might sound far-fetched, but on Friday, I'm going to cover a Native American spirit that does exactly that, who whispers in the darkness, who is so powerful that in the modern day, people have called for the police to investigate this spirit. So it's not my imagination to think that a spirit can whisper through the darkness. Friday, we're going to cover one that actually does it. But this one doesn't want to simply take your face and replace you. It wants to do something much, much worse. How's that for a tease for the rest of the week? DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. Twitter is at deadrabbitradio.